Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast. This edition of the Moving Iron Podcast is brought to you by these great sponsors. Axon started out of a passion for keeping agriculture moving. Imagine having 100 years of tire and wheel knowledge in your back pocket the next time you sell a piece of ag equipment. To find more or become an Axon dealer, please visit axontire.com. This podcast is also brought to you by Valley Transportation. Valley Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. Call Parker at 800-657-4910 or go to valleytransinc.com for all your trucking needs. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. This podcast is also brought to you by AgDirect. No matter how you buy your ag equipment from a dealer, auction, or a private party, AgDirect can help you finance it. You can even apply online at agdirect.com. Learn more about your financing options at agdirect.com. Moving iron in the 21st century. Hardworking people working hard for you and me. Moving iron time and time again. Through the years you'll find us here. Moving Iron. Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast number 260. This edition of the Moving Iron Podcast is brought to you by Axon Tire, helping dealers move more iron for the past 100 years. For more information, go to axontire.com. Casey, did you know that Axon Tire would like to give away, of all things, this awesome, awesome, awesome hat? Is that right? Yes. Like a Would you like or- one? Like a Stetson hat or like what is it, 10 gallon? No, 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 no. Like a farmer hat, ball cap. I'm tracking, yeah. No, I'd love one. I love hats. Or as they say in the industry, seed corn hat. (laughs) There you go. There you go. Now now you know what I'm putting down. I'm a big fan of hats. Would you like one? I would love one. Well, then all you need to do, this is it. Okay. Go to marketing at Mm axontire.com, fill out your information, and they will send you one of those hats. And then you have more than two that you can wear on this podcast. That's exactly right. That's a good perfect. That's a good. That's a good point, Aaron. Absolutely. That up. Thanks for informing me about the Exxon hat. Absolutely. Anybody that wants a hat, marketing at exxontire.com, Fill out your information. They'll send you a hat. Great people to work with. And tell them the Moving Iron Podcast sent you. That way they they can double double check that box. Absolutely. Go. Right on. Aaron, did you know that Valley Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years? Yes. You did? I did. did they're you know, about the best there is. They're not, they're not a shabby outfit. I'm they are that. not. Have you, uh, did you know if you called Parker at 800-657-4910, he could help you with all your trucking needs? I did. Well, if you like that, then you'll know that Valley Transportation's goal is to help you reach yours. Absolutely. And everybody, no matter how you buy ag equipment from a dealer, auction, or private party, AgDirect.com can finance it. You can even apply online at AgDirect.com and learn more about your financing options at AgDirect.com. All right. That was a new one. Aaron's our new, uh, kind of like the Vanna White, if you will, hey, for the show. Here's all your L's. You got four of them. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, hey, speaking of that. Yeah. I'm 43. You're 44. Mm-hmm. Okay. So in yeah. let's let's look at the year 1986. Yeah. She may or may not have been in a publication. She may have. Been a, I was seven. Say, you yeah. were eight. Yeah. Done deal. Yeah. Vanna, you're it, lady. You know the funny thing about that that always made me laugh about looking back on 
on my life as a youngster. If you that will. you spent a lot of nights wishing you were Pat Sajak. Oh, uh, I'm sorry, yeah. wrong door. Yeah. <laughs> the one thing about that is, was I was talking about this with my wife the other day, and I was talking to her. I was describing to her the 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 underground railroad of the of the nudie mag to the fort out in the woods. Oh, okay. And, and then I the, bet that blew her mind. And dude. the channels that she had to go through to make something like that happen, right? And. <clears throat> And she was like, I don't get where the story's going. I'm going like, our kids all have a phone in their hand right. that have the entire library of everything <laughs> that I tried to get when I was a kid. Whatever that yeah. you and I could not even dream yeah. is a one Google away. Yeah, it's just one word. Type yeah. in one word and bam. You Worst know. case scenario, the third result on Google. Yeah, you get volumes there. So that's, <laughs> that's the scary thing about all that. So. It is. On, quite honestly, side yeah. note, it truly is scary. It is. It really. It's is. like talk after talk yes. after talk with the boys. Like, oh, man, so crazy. Not sure that's going to go into the equipment conversation that we had here, but nonetheless, it was Vanna White, and here we are. So, next thing you know, this this podcast we're going to talk about not only nudie magazines, but we're going to talk about <laughs> we're going to talk about and so much more. <laughs> Two things. One is is a sprayer EOP, which comes up, is open up here pretty soon, and then you've got your planter EOP that opens up pretty soon. And both of those things are going to be um, open for thirteen seconds. Yeah, I mean it's just going to be a turn and burn thing. And I think the biggest the biggest thing out there right now is just like everything else, we've talked about sprayers on here, agnosium. We've talked about planters, agnosium as well. I mean we've, we've talked about all those things, but. I but think not combines. We never discuss never, combines. Never ever talk about combines. I think the most the most realistic thing right now that we can talk about is what what does that what does that look like, right? I mean, you start talking about what's the used market look like, what's the new market going to look like, what's all those things going to look like, and how's that all going to play together? And man, it's just of of any two items I think that are out there right now when when you really take a look at the big picture of things. To me, those are the two most jacked up markets out there. They, because there's not anything anything else around them. Right. Yeah. I as far as jacked up market, yes, because you have you have certain segments of each market that aren't blistering red surface of the sun hot. Right. But the rest of them are. Okay. Mm-hmm. Planners. Pre fifteen. They're there. Not necessarily 24 and bigger, right? but when you get into the 1760s, 1720s, um, you know, 1230 case IH, the smaller 1250s, that kind of thing, there is a lot more of them out there because we're still chasing, God bless Pioneer Hybrid, but we're still chasing that 13-second planning window. Right. So bigger, better, faster. Sure. Yep. That's what's getting it. <clears throat> or newer. Okay. We we love to talk at nauseum, to use your term. I like that. About the fourteen, fifteen planner purge. Okay. Some of those are still out there. Okay. W- one of our customers, big pretty popular on twitter he shared yesterday he's got ninety five thousand acres on the 12 mm-hmm. you know that's not their only planner right. <laughs> yeah. so those 
hundred thousand dollar, hundred and fifty thousand dollar planners that sold for thirty to fifty thousand dollars at auction, they did end up at homes. They didn't just get dropped in the ocean. So from a use standpoint, they're slowly showing up. <clears throat> I've noticed nationwide and in our own territory. Slowly showing back up. Not where there's a problem, but a very steady supply. Okay? We're in the middle of planning season. Okay? Good friend of mine, well, Luke Sullivan texted me today, last pass. He's done. Yeah. Done plan. Yeah. Okay? North of us, can't turn a wheel. Here, we're rolling. We got moisture. It's We, we are Illinois. Our little... Our little a little microcosm of Panhandle is Illinois for the next 48 hours. And then it's yeah. too dry. It's dry, yeah. Yeah, too dry. But with with the the used market on planners, you you could say that you have not not necessarily easy, but a steady supply, okay, in the older planners. Everything that is 24 plus that's new. If it is on a quote right now to get traded in when EOP opens, it's already sold. Yeah, and that's my point. That's where I'm coming from is that there, there's, unlike other stuff that's out there, I mean, tractors, you could argue this tractor will tractor the exact same way. You're right, but there are enough, there are plenty of tractors out there that you could go have that conversation with the traded guy out, assuming that you had something to sell him. Well, and that goes back to our population talk. <clears throat> sure. Okay. Right. There's no custom planners. Guys yep. don't load up DB90s and yep. go north to south, right? Yep. A mega farm has a couple. Yep. They have 20 tractors. Yep. That's the difference. Yep. So I think one, one thing here, this is our, typically we do a, a tractor zoom auction market report, and we're going to do that. We're going to do that now, but it's going to be, it's going to be, around the planner EOP, and it's not going to be the typical numbers like we talk about, but Kyle McMahon and I did a podcast together that's going to go to way more, way more depth into what we're talking about here than what we see here right now. But, you know, a lot of this stuff, if you take a look at, at where this thing's at, and I'm, I'm going to share this screen real quick so everybody can see what this report looks like, and we can talk about this a little bit. But this this right here is, to me, is, is a very strong um, tell the tape here. So basically right now what we're looking at here is uh, this to me was one of the real aspects of this that I took away from when Kyle and I were talking, right? So if, if the average guy is going to sit here and look at this and be like, oh, well, look at the auction value for planters. It's falling off. Right. You know why it's falling off? Because I can promise you they're that they're all gone. They're all gone, and what's they left here? They all left at two hundred nine k. Right, and what's exactly. left over here is really old, smaller. Here's a twelve row seventeen twenty. Somebody could be having right there. You could have yourself a, a two thousand eight seventeen seventy right. twenty four row, you know, and that's that's where that market's at. And I mean, but it also shows you the strength of the market because I can promise you that what sold right here at one hundred seventy four thousand bucks, right. And well, that was the average. Okay, so look how look how high this number goes. Right? Exactly. Right? So I mean, that's that's the average. Where that falls into, where this number comes into play. So the the blue line here is the number of units. The green line is what it sold for. Right. right? All right. So right now we're looking at in the second quarter of 2022, there were like one or two planters that sold. Right. right? 
and they sold for an average of one hundred forty-six thousand bucks. We're also plas- past planter yeah. buying season. Exactly. I can promise you, one of them wasn't. Hey, d- d- does that have corn in it? Because I'm ready to go to the field. <laughs> right. Yeah, and that's. But also, again, perfect. Uh, perfect illustration of what this looks like on both sides of this right here. Right. right? So you have fourth quarter, first quarter, second quarter, right? There was nothing to be had here. That should look a lot like what you see right here in third, fourth, and first quarter over here. It should look very similar to that. There was nothing going to auction because there, yeah. there was nothing to be had. But look what they were selling for, 208, 206, yep. 209, 174, 168, so on and so forth as you look down there. To me, this, this is a, a very key indicator that even though even though we have a very slow supply but a very high demand, the peak times of the month were still the peak times of the month. Right, exactly. You know what I mean? So, Well, it, yeah, it doesn't matter how tight demand is. You're not going to buy a planter in May or June. Right, exactly. Exactly right. So now right here, this is another average auction price. And this goes back, and, and you're looking at 24-row planters here. This top one up here, I apologize, was 24-row, 1775 NT. So this is going to be... This is going to be high-speed stuff. This is going to be your your th- those kind of deals there. So you, you jump down here and you take a hey, look. Hey, well, go back up. <clears throat> one outlying auction value of 346000 of a one-year-old planner was removed. <laughs> That's some cheddar, dude. Wow. Yeah. That's a one-year-old planner. New Fair. ones are in the front row. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they're also at the auction. Yeah, so. exactly right. So let's jump down here and take a look at what you were just talking about a minute ago, right? Yeah. And you look at your 24 row 1770. So this is a 14 and older, right? Now, obviously, more numbers out there on a play. And you, the and you, and you the look purge planner. Yeah, yeah, very much so. The purge has begun. <laughs> and the uh, So if you look at this right here, first quarter of 2019, there were – I don't know what there's that. Probably seven planters, whatever that comes out to be. You got one planter in 19, and you kind of see this little bit of a trickle here. Real quick, Casey, yeah. if I can. Sure. That is a perfect example of everything sold in first quarter, and it was gone, and only the junk was left in second quarter. Mm-hmm. It plummeted down in numbers yep. and value, and then, oh, here we go again. Sure, yep. Here's here's an interesting story to tell. 2019. Ooh, quarter two of 2019. Everybody hated everything. Yeah, it was a everybody hated everybody at that point. But look at this: thirty four thousand dollars. Right. Right. Now, quarter one of 19, seventy three thousand bucks with about I don't know whether that's seven or eight planners. And then jump over here to 2021 quarter three or quarter one. I'm sorry. Here we are. And you have more planners out there, right? You have about. 12 or so planners out there, but it's 77,000 bucks. Right. I can promise you the same year, model year, that makes up the $77,000 is also the same model year within. Oh, absolutely. Within, is making up this up here. Yep. So the price of a planner, as you can see through this graph, in quarter two of 19, and you go to quarter two of 20, $34,000. D- doubled almost one and a quarter times. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I mean, it, this this is a this really tells that story of what what you're looking at here as you as you dabble across here. This is the one thing about the track to zoom data that I love so much is that it is just data, right? <clears throat> and a data dork like myself that can sit there and just stare at spreadsheets all day and be like so great. Yeah, me too. <laughs> well, I mean, if you if you color code it, I'm 
Yeah, then you're good. I'm I'm really I'm really a top level analytical kind of guy. One thing about this too that you've but at it's this. funny that we could put my boots on the ground and it matched up exactly with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to ride it along with it. Again, can't stress this enough. This is this is where the action's at. No matter what the market's doing, third, fourth, and first quarter, right? Look at this. First quarter peak up here, second quarter down. Third yep. quarter, you see a little start. It comes back up, stays the same in the fourth quarter in here. But if you come down here to 20, right, and you look at this, third quarter, fourth quarter, first quarter. Big fall off in the second quarter. But not, quarter. In not in value. Not in value. Only in, in numbers. Yep. Now you start looking at 2021, third quarter, fourth quarter, first quarter, right? Value kind of comes up. Now you see you see a drop off here, but the second quarter in 2022, there's a big, big jump, 123000 bucks. I, I lived as a salesman in December, November and December of 21. Yeah. So the only reason there was a dip is... It was just lack of supply, dude. <laughs> it was just because there weren't enough out there. That's exactly right. Man. So now... I'd like to buy that planner. It's available in three years. Perfect. 1790s. Now, we don't sell a lot of 1790s that we're at. I don't know that we sell hardly any 1790s, but this well, is... One every five years. But this is a very much a... National national yeah, market. Very important. Very important. Very much so. And if you take a look at, at the, the different stuff that's going on there with that, man, you've got yourself a, a pretty solid... Um, solid opportunity there to to really take a look what's there so again you still see that same pattern you know third quarter fourth quarter first quarter drop off so on so forth, all the way across the board oh yeah the same thing very strong again peak in 2019 of 73,000 and you peaked back over here at 74,000 now you had some lulls in here right and there could be so many things that fall into that but a lot of that stuff in 20 was 20 was kind of a a tweener year right yeah I mean, there was there was guys that were like, corn went from three fifty to three seventy five. Guys got excited, right? Went from three seventy five to four, and all of a sudden, you know, mama needs a new new handbag. You know what I mean? I mean right. You got some stuff going on. Nineteen was kind of like okay, the dust has settled from fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. Mm-hmm. We're alive. We're here. Yep. We're aggressive. Right. There was a lot of aggressive buying in nineteen. Yes. But you also had a lot of machinery in the marketplace that was <clears throat> 17 yep. priced yep and aggressive programs and all that sure yeah and then you get to 20 and rona mm-hmm. and yep tariffs and jew dust man right. everything so 1795 which is you know going back into the high speed planner again you start looking at what's happening there and you start you see the same pattern again but it's in, in 2019 into 2020 it is very but the thing about this is, is that the value is pretty consistent, right? One hundred nine to one thirteen. I'd call right. that pretty even, right? But it's a steady incline. Boom, boom, boom. Drop off a little bit in third quarter, which you would expect. Oh, you would yeah. expect the value drop off. Sharp, sharp jump up because again, the third quarter is when stuff takes off. Yep. That should be your bottom, and you should be going up from there. Yep. The beginning of yeah. three is yeah. the pit. Yep. By the time you get to what would that be, July or August? End of the third quarter? Yeah. You're going to September. This will be, this will be August. September, September 1st. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 So, so, yeah. <clears throat> By the time you get to September 15th, 30, mm-hmm. that's the floor. Yep. 
you're taking off and running and, and, and you see that again so it goes from here huge spike up you know $145,000 you're $20,000 higher you know easily a 10% jump in in the overall um, aspects what you see over here plus you have more in the market usually when you have more in the market you should have a lower price but you don't hear you get a lower even a lower number in first uh, the first quarter of the year and you still have a thirty thousand dollar jump in value so I mean, yep. it's a huge thing now you see it fall off here again in the second quarter right huge spike up in the third quarter right because guys are like I'm, I'm getting what i need to get for 21 yep. and then you kind of see it go from 165 down to 146 and then up to 152 so a similar pattern that we're seeing in some of this other stuff. So yeah, there's there's some good stuff here. I mean, this is this is a what's out the DB60s. All right, so there's a lot of DB60s out there. Uh, 36 row, 52 row um, type planners out there that are going to be or 52 row, yeah, 52 row planners that are going to be falling into that. No, that'd be a 90. 54. That's right, 54. Right, yeah. So it'd be 36, 20, um, yep. 24, 30. 24, 30. There's yep. plenty of 24, 30s yep. out there, DB60s. Yep. So again, not very many of these on the market right now, except for uh, there's a, an abnormally large amount of them out here that went to auction considerably. I mean, it's seven, right? But you're looking at two, one, one, two, one, one, two, three, three. Six, right? You know what I mean. So it's a big jump up. You don't typically see a lot of these out there, but this is a very popular, quote unquote, custom planner. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Somebody, I mean, like you have some of like the Orthman bars and those kind of things that are going to be, but those are very. I think that's more of a niched. Oh yeah, the the the, the Orthman bar is a way, way, way more niche thing than the DB because the DB is kind of a nationwide deal. Sure. Yeah. The Orthman bar is very... It's pocketed. Yeah, very, very pocketed, pocketed within yeah. Orthman's realm. Sure, yeah. All right. Um, again, here we got uh, DBs. These are... Uh, this is... Uh, some more DB planners here, but these are these are a lot smaller machines that are out there as, as a whole part of the market. So I think as I take a look and kind of see what's going on here, I mean, there are year-over-year... 12-row planners, obviously, are still kind of in 20. The 12-row planner here, this blue line, is, is kind of carrying the way. 16-row takes a big jump up, right? And then, but the still, you know, th- this is not what we're seeing in our area, right? There's not more 12-row planners than 16-row planners and 24-row planners, right? There's there's a more... No. There's more guys that more guys that transition from a 12-row to a 16-row right. than transition from a 12-row a 12-row to a 24-row. Right, so I think this kind of tells that story that there's still a lot of twelve row planner guys out there. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. A lot of twelve row planner guys. Absolutely. Well, and and the thing is, even even so, so many of the bigger guys are twelve row. Yeah, but they have three. We have lots yeah. of people within our region yeah. that have two or three twelve row stack planners. Yep. It's very, very good point. Neighboring regions, neighboring dealer families. Yep. Same thing. Very good point. All right, let's talk about sprayers real quick. I'll stop sharing my screen here, and we'll come back to this. But I guess let's talk about sprayers for a little bit. So sprayers is another one of those. What's that, What's available right now? If you have a 7,000-hour 4710, you know, you've got a buyer for it. If you've got a 4,000-hour... Forty-eight thirty, you got to buy a Ford. If you've got a twelve hundred hour, fifteen hundred hour um, R 
40, 60, or 40, 45, or our. Call me. Yeah. <laughs> you got buyers for them. So there's not a lot of used sprayers sitting around right now. No, no. Sprayers are and, very, very tough. And I'm going to say this. I mean, someone's sitting right now listening to this podcast going like, dude, I go to Tract House right now, and I can pull up 400 whatevers, you know. Yes, you can. Start making the calls and see how many of those are available right now. Right. It, there's, there's maybe 10% of those 400 or whatevers that you're looking at that are available today if, for sale. If that. And the only reason they're for, the only reason that they're for sale right now is that they might be getting their new one next week. Right. Maybe. I mean. Well, and the, the biggest thing is, as we know, <clears throat> just because it's sitting there, which, first of all, doesn't exist to us. Right. But you have a an R series, regardless of hours, sitting there, doesn't mean you can let it go. Right. That might be backup for three ASPs, man. Yeah. You yeah, know. You're exactly right. So that's that's the other I'd side love too. to sell you that sprayer, but if Simplots goes down or Nutrients goes down or whoever yep. we got I something. am not going to go spray it by hand. So Yeah, they're not big on gators and and ten foot booms. Right? Yeah. So, but yeah. So I mean, I think sprayers. I got a drone and a five gallon bucket. <laughs> yeah, I think sprayers are another one of those things that it's just it's not like everything else out there. Um, especially when you take a look at at what's going on. There is there's been um, so many different things that have happened that that kind of are plaguing the overall sprayer market right now. Right. That the majority of what we see happening is just like the planter marketplace so many sprayers got burnt early there weren't that many that came back in because it wasn't that long ago that we were like i can't what are we gonna do with all these sprayers yeah that, you know what I mean? you're exactly right and and we what do we do with all the sprayers we fucking dumped them as oh they're gone could, they're you know gone I mean? because i remember within the last 18 months going man we got a 40 45 problem Three months later, no, we don't. Yeah, and then man, now we got a forty thirty eight problem and a forty sixty problem. What are we going to do? Forty sixties? Oh my goodness! Right, there's no problem now. Send send the trucks here. I will take them all. Yeah. So I mean, I think the the one thing about this overall, the big picture of what we see happening here to me is that even though even though there is a used I, I mean, I'm, I'll put it like this. <clears throat> On markets with Sean Haggett, we talked about this the other day, and his his point was, it was a great point, was right now there is a huge swing, right, in the marketplace, right? Right. And we got this great upward mobility in, in values right now. I mean, I saw the day July wheat was like almost 13 bucks. It was like 12 something. 12. Yeah, it was, it was ridiculous. It was, I can't I mean, it was, it was such a, a big number that – I had to look at it two times to make sure that I was looking at it correctly because, you know, today, I mean, today is, uh, what's today? It's Friday the 13th. Look at that. Um, today, <laughs> <laughs> July 22nd on the board, right? Closed at $12.82, up 12 cents. Great. Okay. Now, what, what am I going to do with this whole terminal full of wheat? <laughs> I bought all this shit for $4. Well, now gonna, what? It's going to go to 13 So, hold on. I'm not giving it away. <laughs> so, the thing, the thing that, that Sean brought up, the point that he brought up to me that made a lot of, lot of really good sense to me was like, 
right now, bing, bang, boom, all this stuff's happened, blah, 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 blah. With the Russia-Ukraine thing and all the stuff coming out of the ports right. and those kind of things, nothing's coming out of the Black Sea right now. Right. Nothing's coming out Zero. of the Black Sea. Zero, right? So with that being said, the rest of the world, the one thing about wheat is that you can grow it anywhere, right? I mean, you can. Kind of, yeah. It's grown on every continent except Antarctica. Well, that's because they ain't got the drill figured out that's yet. Right. That's right. They're, I mean, they're drilling they just, in solid moisture. <laughs> they tried to unload that damn air seeder, and they spun out on the <laughs> ice. It's not their fault. But the point is, the point he made was all these countries are going to start developing their own their own wheat production. If wheat grows in western Kansas and eastern Colorado, it will damn sure grow in the snow and ice of Antarctica. Good possibility. There you go. Yeah, good possibility. But I think uh, I, I, his point is that you know once once all these other countries come together and they start they build this infrastructure to, right. to start producing wheat. And then Ukraine comes back online and Russia comes back online. Wheat's all of a sudden, nickel. yeah. And then also just floods the whole marketplace. I, I this this is my biggest fear. So in the how do you, so how do how does he play that? Do you take futures as far out as they possibly can, lock it all in, and uh-huh. let it roll? So here's the deal: I might have two guys that come on and talk about markets. I don't understand any of that. Hmm. Okay. Well, there's a look behind the curtain, folks. I mean, the market guy I can, doesn't understand markets. I can. Under, I mean, I understand. It. I'm dangerous enough to have a conversation about it. <clears throat> if you're coming to old case to talk about what you need to do with your corn, I, yeah. Okay, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not I don't. Well, know. I understand that because I put some puts on some calls and then did a couple hedges. And yeah. Next thing you know, I was seen. I was at zero. So yeah, that's kind of how it works. <laughs> but my my my. My metaphor here is the same thing is going to happen with iron. Yeah. Okay. So right now we don't, you know, we don't have, we're in this weird spot, but once everything comes back online and the market just, I mean, everything's going to come back at once. But but here's it. Here's it. The difference, the difference is this, and I don't know that we've discussed this at this level. The seven to 14, Ramp up, fall, okay? Is completely different than now because you couldn't give used away. Everybody went new. We love to talk about the 9600, the 9650 guy who walked in and bought a 70. Like, here's where I'm at, you know? Take that old thing. So back then, we still had this huge supply. That's how I got a job, everybody. Congratulations. Now, we aren't, Casey. Even when factories catch up, okay? We're talking catch up. By the time they catch up, just personal opinion, this is not gospel, this is not anywhere in the world but Aaron's mouth. By the time we catch up, it'll it'll be after or when commodity prices soften. Okay. I don't think I don't we're not gonna have a glut is what I'm getting at. There won't be a glut. There will be problematic items out there that people stepped way out on, rolling the dice, but we're not gonna have a glut. There's no way to have a glut because there's nothing here. Follow me? Does that make sense? Yeah. I think I don't disagree with what you're saying. Okay. I think we'll have 
if tomorrow the factories came online 100% and there were no no issues at all with um, supply chain or anything like that, all that stuff was back to normal. We would have one iteration of used equipment that come through that would absolutely vanish just as fast as it got here, right? We would probably even go two iterations where you would yep. have yep. almost 90% of that gone. Right. The third iteration is when you're going to have back to somewhat normal, my opinion, <clears throat> normal levels of that. Now, I, I am not one of these people that is jumping on the, the recession inflation bandwagon. Okay. Okay. And the reason for that is there's no room. <laughs> Everybody and their dogs on. Now, don't get me wrong. I think we could fall into some sort of a, of a slowdown. Sure. Right. But I think this inflationary thing, in my opinion, is, and I am not an economist, all right? So just put that in, in the perspective. But once the factories catch back up and, and, you know, the whole thing with inflation is that, you know, inflation is where you're, the, the amount of more dollars in the marketplace is outweighing the amount of goods to buy. Right. Right. So once there's more goods to buy than there is dollars to inflate, I mean, all of a sudden now you have this this flipping around of thing and, and these interest rates are going to come down. Now, one way that you could cause interest rates to come back down and and, and supply slow the supply of dollars out and things is a recession, right? Mm-hmm. So that's one way to think about it. Now, well, it's planned <clears throat> from what I understand. <laughs> the Illuminati is taking care of that? No, the administration along with the food shortage <laughs> that's a, that, that's a whole that's a whole other thing so i think when you're looking at when you're looking at those those kind of things that are happening if interest rates continue to climb one percent every month for any lender oh my god i mean think about it i mean we're, we're Oof, that's 12 percent in a year dude i know but but think about where we're at now i mean we've we've jumped we went a quarter percent, a half percent, one whole percent, one whole percent. Right. Right. So we went from now where just about any lender well, you go out to is somewhere between five and a half and <sighs> six nine five or five nine five and something like that when you're looking at standard rates for right. a lot of stuff. Right. It could be I mean, some of the higher when you get above a certain value dollar, I mean you're you're talking about four and a half to four seven five, something like that. But still that's Two months ago, dude, it was one nine. It was two nine. It was three yeah. percent. It was something like that. I mean, that's a huge jump in interest rates. So that's. I mean, it was like <clears throat> we have no faith in you. Here's four percent. Like, well, I guess I can make that work. Yeah, but you know, I guess as you look at at, at what's going on, the, my biggest fear is two things. One is I don't. I really don't think it matters what interest rates are the first time around. Because they're still at, you're still borrowing money at, oh, yeah. at four and a half or five percent, yeah, maybe six, right? That's, a, that's and there's just a lot of cash. There's sure, a lot, oh, of cash. a lot of cash. So I don't know so much there. It's when you get to that second one and that third one, that twenty four, twenty five, twenty six time frame. That to me is when I think we have a problem. That's when I start thinking we have a problem, and it could be a number of things. You know, we've talked about I had my timeline on here once. We talked about that. I don't remember what podcast it was that we talked about that on, but it was, you know, I really think by 2027, 2028, we see a big problem in used inventory. 2930, we start doing the whole 2014, 2015 thing again, all over again. But 
I just don't think it's going to be the same as it was. It'll be it'll be 2014-2015.5. I'd say about half as bad. Because mm. you just don't have the machine population. But here, here's the thing, dude. We're not dealing with a hundred two hundred thousand dollar combines that are worth one hundred and eighty, one hundred and seventy. We're dealing with eight five hundred thousand dollar used combines that are worth. Guess what, guys? Tried to tell you all along, three and a quarter. Yeah, I think to a point. I think you're right to a point, but I think that also is that. When you're looking at, but you, it, and I know where you're going. To contradict myself, I'll just throw this out there. I also just talked about machine population, but that was also my point. You have a hundred, you're going to lose thirty. Mm-hmm. Don't lose over thirty. Never heard that before. Or five to ten, you might lose over a hundred. Which I mean, we lost. There wasn't. Per machine, a hundred per machine. I'll just say this: I have hoard things out from here to Kingdom Come, and I have never even gotten close to that. That's number. not true, dude. I, we've lost fifty, sixty thousand dollars on a combine before. Yeah, not a hundred. Well, I know it's not a hundred, but I mean, put that as a percentage of the machine, though. Oh uh, yeah. You put you lose fifty grand on a two hundred fifty thousand dollar combine. You lose a hundred thousand on a ninety six hundred. That's twenty five percent. Most of the stuff that we've lost money on was in the neighborhood between that we had to liquidate was between twenty and thirty percent. Yeah, that's the numbers, right? So that's not going to change. I mean, if it's a five hundred thousand dollar combine, and you lose twenty percent. That's hundred thousand bucks. Oh damn, man! <clears throat> you know what I mean? If you Oof. lose thirty percent, if only there was some monopoly money out there to make it disappear, <laughs> but there's not. We just got to eat it. Yeah. And you're looking at about seventy five thousand bucks. I mean, thirty percent is seventy five thousand dollars. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I mean, it's not like the percentages are going to change. That's that's kind of my point here is that the percentages aren't going to change. Okay, for a guy like me and Kyle and the other handful of us out there, it goes from oh, I got this huge list, and if I don't move half of this list. I'm in deep shit. Two, I got to move this one, and I don't know who on earth is going to say yes. I will take that list versus that one any right. day. Oh, yeah. Well, just, just from, as this is a used equipment podcast, yep. I would rather get rid of numerous machines closer to the number than one that's way, way, way off any day. Well... <laughs> So when I first started in this business, I had several mentors, right? And there was a gentleman by the name of Ernie Hanemichael. And Ernie Hanemichael lived in the exact same town his entire life. Awesome. Right? Larnard, Kansas, right? Dave Fennell. And he, uh, and Larnard and Deschler are pretty much about the same size. Except Larnard's way cooler. That's Alfalfa City, buddy. It is. There's a lot of alfalfa. Or it was 20 years ago. It's still there. There's still quite a bit there. But. Please rain, city. The thing about Ernie was he worked for every single manufacturer representative that ever worked in that town. Every dealer. 
the 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 Alice dealer, the deer dealer, oh, the no case dealer, dealer, the case the international dealer, the case that is awesome, the case IH dealer, right? And then he worked when I met him. I worked for Foley. He worked for Foley too. He was the guy there, and he he worked at he was the echo. Oh, guy. was he your? Was that the Polaroid guy? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So he worked for every single solitary dealership that ever came through that town until they all closed, and then the next one opened. You know, he just moved to the next one. But they, the thing about that was, if I remember the story. So correctly, did he work for? Oh, never mind. Wrong town. I'm thinking Dighton. I was going to say Brett's. No, no, he didn't work there. Didn't work there. But he worked for every one of them. And and as he went through that that progression, he told me he said one thing always stayed the same. It didn't matter. What the equipment was that came through there, what this line of equipment was, didn't matter. Right. None of that mattered. When you lost money on a piece of equipment, right, you always lost the same amount of money. Yeah, true. But it was just the same percentage, right? It didn't matter what it was. If you lost, if it was oh, a, yeah. if it was a four date in and you lost, it was a $2,500 tractor and it went to auction. <clears throat> You lost twenty five bucks. You lost ten percent. You lost twenty five percent on that. It was five hundred bucks. Right. You know what I mean? Man, we took a bath on that sucker. And now, don't trade for any more of those. And his point was, now we were selling channels of tractors. Ago, we we're going to sell channels of tractors. Right. And we're going to sell them. Sorry about your luck, guys. <laughs> it's going to be. It's going to be. He goes. He goes. I promise you, it'll be twenty five percent back of whatever it is that will make those guys buy it. So if you if it's a two hundred thousand dollar Challenger tractor. Right, we're gonna we're gonna have to sell for one hundred sixty thousand to get somebody interested. In when the market falls, the bottom falls out of it. Right, and I'm not. I I swear to everything holy. So twenty five percent of four hundred thousand dollars is fifty thousand dollars. Yes. When the bottom falls out, every single eight R gen. What are we into? N- nothing. Filter. Def. Separate numbers. Gen 4. Every 8R Gen 4 is wrong. $50,000. Not if you're doing your job right. I'm, I'm just telling you right now. The the reason... No, I know. I know. You, you see it coming and you get pro. Well, I mean, here, here's, here's and the And they're thing. piling up. Let's dump some. So, I mean, I just... I mean, the, 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 easy, the easy conversation to have here is real simple. Any three data points... Is a trend, okay? Right. If you see three data points in a row, this one's down, this one's down, this one's down, and they're down a, a, a relatively close amount or more every month or whatever, <clears throat> and each month gets getting worse. You need to start making a decision. What do we do in this business every time? We see a three three line trend coming up, a three data point trend come up, and I'll, then then all right, well we'll see the fourth one, right? We'll see what happens. The fifth one. Well, I mean, well, now fifth one, you know, then right. six, six months down the road, you're like, we better do something. Here's a three ring binder. Do you want to move some stuff? <laughs> now, if you go back, you go back up here to one, the first three data points. There's some dealership at data point number three Who's that moving just takes their entire inventory to market and they're done. Right? What a bunch of dumbasses. Those guys are blah blah blah. I can't blah, and they get they you know they they're the guys that set the market right. Right. Well, they go from auction value of bing bang boom to now all of a sudden the new auction value for whatever is a you know a new comp is one hundred eighty thousand bucks. We all evaluate machinery the same way. Yes. And they just set our price. Yes. And they're gone. They're done. Yeah. 
They don't have no more risk. They, they set out. the price and they set the and and they have no risk. So here's the deal. Slow clap, guys. They, Slow clap. They set their they set the market. Everyone hates them. Two hundred thousand right. bucks. But here's what happens. They punched out at two hundred thousand. My you, combine's one ninety. Yeah, you punched out at one ninety. The next guy punches out at one eighty. Yeah. The next guy down the road punches out at one fifty. That's six months down the road. Then somebody else finds out. Oh, we guess we better do something. They punch out at one twenty five. Yeah. And then there's the guy, the first guy, <sighs> under a hundred. Yep. Ooh. And that's, I mean, how many conversations? <laughs> I've, worn, I've worn that badge with pride. Like, how many, how many, here we are. How many conversations have you had? We watched auctions. Oh, yeah. And saying like, I think this is one where we're going to see X go under a hundred thousand. Yep. We're going to see a an S six seventy combine sell for under a hundred. Boof. And it's like, and it was gross, but it happened. And then but we it, watched it like a movie. Did we yeah. had like a tub of popcorn? Where this is great, know. you know. And we're watching this thing on TV happen, and we're like, "Yeah, so it happened." Like, it was the worst thing to celebrate. Well, but, but it it's also, also proven a point. It was also the market, right? Right. We finally <laughs> said it happened. Right. Yep. Now, where that machine falls into the line, where the all those other things happen, I mean, that trickle down that you saw happen is is a pretty big deal. I mean, it's that that. Waterfall from from the top of the mountain down to the bottom of the hill, dude. I mean, that's that's a that's a long oh, arduous fall. Dude. It is a very long path, very. And I will even say, <clears throat> when we got to the very, very, very pit of twelve six seventies, I'll even leave thirteens out for this. When we got to the very pit of twelve S series combines. We we broke sixty. Mm-hmm. There was quite a few in the fifty five to fifty nine. You could have bought those, parked them in the damn trees, and that was what a couple years ago. Yeah, those same combines today. You park them there. If the damn thing starts and moves, you made ten grand. One of my one of my biggest sales pitch I ever tried to do to a, a large farm. That's why everybody needs my my great grandpa Art Fennel who. As my dad unleashed on podcast number such and such, he was a jockey. Grew up my whole life not knowing that. Never left a sale empty-handed. Case in point, we had this beautiful windbreak growing up. Every spot you could park something had something in it because we might need that someday. And I know a guy who wants that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the one the one thing about that whole spectrum of, of of what you see, what, what all that, how all that kind of unfolds, is when you have that that first guy that comes in, yep, jumps in the marketplace. Whether it's the first guy setting what the price for the one year old something is, and he's the first person out there on oh yeah. wherever listing oh. site, track God bless sign, whatever, and they're they're putting that out there, and you see that number come up, and you're like, what are you doing? And then 10 other guys are going to be like, all right, well, I'm going to be $2,500 less than that guy. Right. You know what I mean? And then it's like this little, like, like keep, like, chipping at the ice oh, all yeah. the way down. It's the same thing with auction values. And I think that's the point I'm making here is that you've got but, to. But real quick, mm-hmm. when it comes to price and machinery, I'm just going to finish this here. The worst part is you have guys that go, oh, well, we're a better dealer than that. We, If he's asking four and a quarter, we could probably get 440. Yep. Or our machine has 
this option that's worth 20 so we can be 420 yep no you can't <laughs> no i i think i think the the misconception when it comes to used equipment place and in the, in the last article i wrote in my blog um i, I kind of went I, I wrote two blogs ago i wrote a, a blog about the lines of delineation we talked about and i kind of I, I had a paragraph in there where i kind of talked about you know what the five big customer breaks look like right and I, I talked about that a little bit and and this, this line is line of delineations, but it's from the new buyer perspective, what that looks like, why it's important to have new buyers, how that thing works, and the cautions that go along with it. So that. we have used machinery. Exactly. That's exactly right. I mean, so we have something to talk about other than, well, hey, good job sweeping the dining room today. Thanks, buddy. But if you have all that stuff in play and you're, and you're going down that path, the one, the one thing about that that, that that people need to understand and realize is that if you are a new buyer and that's how you set your business up on that, you have to buy new machinery. You have right. to continue that. It, right? it's, it's a bigger, by the time you get to, I think I did the math on this, when, a, when if, if you're in a max multi-unit deal and you skip, <clears throat> I think it was, I ran, I ran this. God bless Casey for putting some of this knowledge in my brain, but I ran this scenario and it was like, if you do, if you do a multi-unit deal now, you know, with $7, $8 corn, we fall out of bed at $4, three years from now, but you see it gets to five and a half and you're on. The worst thing is that I discovered if you do it more than once and then you stop. And I think that might be, the check writer's perception because you didn't just do, okay, we traded everything. We're going to do a multi-unit deal. The bottom fell out. No, we're not. No, you just swapped everything in one year. Once you do that a year or two, that's when it gets the worst as far as that guy, the, the check writer's recovery, mm -hmm. if you will. Yep. <clears throat> I think the the point I was making was that you have the new guy that comes in and they've got it they they continue to buy the new stuff, they right. continue to do that because they're, they're operating. And that's a, what I was trying to get right? at. I'm sorry. Right? And they operate at the cost they're looking at cost of, of ownership. Right. Right. They're not necessarily looking at what you know, those guys don't have the mentality of I'm gonna take my machine and run it for you know, I'm going to run my tractor for five years and run my combine for three. Right. That's not something to think about, right? Cost breaker. Cost breaker, cost breaker, cost breaker. Now, not that the person that's doing that scenario I just laid out, you know, trading their, com their tractor every five and their combine every three isn't thinking about that too. Right. But what they're also thinking about too is what is what is the depreciation look like for that machine? Right. How's that thing? Now, if it doesn't work for them, I'm just going to. Yep. I'll wait till next year. We'll see what happens, right? Or if you get one, you know, this one's got a thousand. Get what's when you get a twenty five hundred hour track to call me. Right. We'll talk about it. You know, that's the kind of stuff that they're looking at. So, <clears throat> the used buyer that's specifically buying used does not need to come to the marketplace ever. No. Until, until they're ready to, and until they're ready to upgrade something, right? right? Whatever that might be, right? I think that's that's where some of this where some of this kind of comes from. I love you, brothers. By the way, 
But I, to me, it's it's one of those deals where it's not that hard of a of a, of a sale, right? When I mean by sell, like I'm not trying to sell you something, but I mean a hard of a sell to really see that picture and how that thing's painted. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's very simple. It's very in your For, face. I mean, it's just one of those things where you have you have a very solid amount of. Um, Dang, what's the best way to put this? It's a very solid way to 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 run your because I know guys that have you know twenty five thousand acres that buy only new. I know guys that have fifteen thousand acres that would rather buy one year old stuff. Absolutely, you know. So there's there's and, and but also traded every two years. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not just I'm gonna give them buy one year old stuff. I'm gonna put seven thousand hours. Buy one year olds, get rid of three year olds. Exactly. And I think to me that there's a, there's a hierarchy in that in that food chain. What that looks like. Oh, absolutely. And I think sometimes when it these, gets established for a reason. Yeah. And I think sometimes during this time frame, some of those guys that are your used buyers, all of them except the new guy. <laughs> that are that are used buyers. They they get they get sucked into this. We need to go buy a bunch of new stuff. Right. We could turn that. We you know I know it just runs an auger, but we could turn that forty four forty into a six one fifty five R. Yeah. We could. Yeah. Let's do that. Yep. <clears throat> All right, man. I feel like that's a good place to stop. Folks want to reach out to you and get more information about what it is that you're doing. What's the best way to do that? I'm not at all sure. No, I'm just kidding. Um, pretty active on the ag Twitter um, when situations allow, quite frankly, <laughs> involving used equipment. But uh, at A.A. Rollin Fintel on there, also on Facebook by my name, uh, cell phone, call me, text me, 308-760-1193. And my email is... Aaron.fintel at movingironllc.com. And I am Casey Seymour with Moving Iron Podcast. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Moving Iron Podcast. Uh, well, I guess Facebook, Twitter, Instagram is all at Moving Iron LLC. Go to Moving Iron um, YouTube channel, Moving Iron Podcast YouTube channel. Check that out. Um, I would love to have a thousand subscribers. Absolutely. That would be awesome. So if anybody. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> but anyone anyone that's looking to do that, I'd really appreciate your help. Please subscribe to my YouTube channel. That'd be awesome. I really would appreciate that. And uh, you can send me an email at moving iron podcast at moving iron podcast.com. Yeah, you can call me or text me at 308-765-0495. And if you wanted to do that, that'd be great too. I'd be happy to answer any questions you've got. If you ever have any questions for Aaron and I to talk about, um, send it to me. Send me an email at movingironpodcast at movingironpodcast.com or send Aaron an, an email at aaron.fintel at movingironllc.com. And uh, you could definitely do that. We'd be able to take care of all that too. So so with that, I – oh, one last thing I almost forgot. If you're interested in coming to the Moving Iron Podcast – or Moving Iron Podcast, Moving Iron Summit in Nashville, Tennessee, go uh, to movingironllc.com, click on the Moving Iron Summit page, and uh, check that out. Uh, moving, it's uh, September sixth, seventh, and eighth, Nashville at the Downtown Hilton. Uh, it's a great place to network. Great place to meet people. Put names with faces. 
They're dealers from every walk of life that are there. So every color, yeah. every region. <clears throat> yeah, check that out. So every once in a while, when there's not COVID restrictions, we get international dealers too. So it's a great place to network and meet a lot of people. So if you're interested in doing that, send me an email at Moving Iron Podcast at MovingIronPodcast.com, and I'll make sure to get back to you with that. So with that, I am Casey Seymour with Aaron Fennel. Let's go some iron, folks. Out. Axon Tire is going to have more tips, tricks, and client advice throughout the year and in September at the Moving Iron Summit in Nashville. If you're looking to sign up for the event, please head over to movingironllc.com. We hope to see you there. Valley Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. Call Parker at 800-657-4910 or go to valleytransitinc.com for all of your trucking needs. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. And no matter how you buy ag equipment from a dealer, auction, or a private party, AgDirect can help you finance it. You can even apply online at agdirect.com. Learn more about your financing options at agdirect.com. Moving higher in the 21st century